2: Pentecost Sunday, church at home service. It's a pleasure to have you join us. We hope and pray that you've been doing well, that you've been flourishing under these lockdown circumstances, even as we're about tomorrow to head into a a new season of that sort, a new version of the lockdown at Pentecost. What an incredibly precious day, a, a day above all others to celebrate within our human story right up there with the resurrection of Christ, his death and resurrection, the Passover weekend. Pentecost is God coming and dwelling and being with man. It's a joy to be able to share with you today, to take a few moments thinking about the Holy Spirit and his incredible work within our lives. Today, if you're in South Africa, it's also a national day of prayer. And so I want to invite you, if you haven't, to, after the service, or perhaps even now, take a moment together with your family, with the loved ones, with the people around you, and spend some time praying for our country. You could do so now and pause the message. Otherwise, take a bit of time later today to pray for our nation, to bring our nation before God in prayer. And so with that in mind, I'd like us to take a moment and pray. Pray for our, our time together before we continue. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are with us, that you sent your spirit to be with us. And even today, Lord, as we pray for our nation and the nations of the world, we pray that you would cause your kingdom to come, that you would cause your will to be done here on earth, even as it is in heaven. We pray for every leader that you would turn their hearts to you, God, that you would cover them with wisdom, that they would lead our nation's well. And even our time together, Lord Jesus, right now we commit it to you. We pray that Holy Spirit, would you move in our hearts? Would you speak to us? Would you reveal your plans and purposes to us? Would you encourage us and build us up even by your word? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I'd like us to read from Acts chapter 2. It's a seminal passage, the passage, if we will, above all passages when we're speaking about the Holy Spirit. It is the moment, the day of Pentecost. And from the New Living Translation, verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. It wasn't a very big group at this time. It's about approximately 120 people gathering together. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or Tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And here we see this moment where the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all flesh. An incredible moment, one of the most beautiful, precious, glorious moments within our human story. A moment that today we treasure. A moment that we celebrate. A moment that we are reminded that the Holy Spirit dwells upon our mortal flesh. What an incredible thought. What a precious moment. That just as God would send His Son, God would send His Spirit to be with us too. Normally when we were to think of the Holy Spirit, we normally would think of the incredible work He does. The amazing miracles, the gifts of the Spirit that He works through our lives. Right now, many of us are in a study in the book of Acts. We're looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in Acts. And one of the things we see there is every single time the Spirit moves, there is a manifestation of the supernatural. We see it even right here. These believers, when they're filled with the Spirit for the first time, there is an outflow of them speaking in new tongues. unknown tongues and known tongues the languages of people of the day, also in heavenly languages. There is an immediate manifestation of the supernatural when God is there. And that is beautiful, it is true, and I'm very much on that page. Hungry for the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is so much more than His gifts. He is so much more than the incredible supernatural He pours into our lives. In Acts chapter 6, we see the church, a community that had formed. We read this speaking about some of the people within that community. So the 12, thats the 12 apostles, the original followers of Jesus, minus Judas, who'd sort of lost his way a bit, and Matthias, who was added, called a meeting of all the believers. And they said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a fruit program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected, and full of the Spirit and wisdom, we will give them this responsibility. There's much that we can glean from the Scripture, but something which for me is abundantly clear here is that there is external evidence when somebody is filled with the Spirit. The 12 are, are writing or speaking to the community here, and they say, we want to appoint 12 people, but you go and you identify 12 people, and one of the hallmarks, one of the defining characteristics, they must be filled with the Spirit. What that says to us is able to see if we are able to see if somebody is filled with the spirit. It's not only a very private internal working. There is an outward external evidence that we are fault with the spirit, and so they go and look for these men that they can appoint over the work of food distribution. On that point, I just want to pause very quickly. I know many of us have what is in the heart of the apostles and the community here to distribute food and so there are a couple of incredible people within our midst of our own members who have taken it upon themselves who've put their hand up and said god we want to be faithful in this area and have begun to distribute food within their communities and beyond so can you take a moment and just watch these invitations from them
1: hello guys such a privilege just to be with you this morning and i just want to share a brief story with you so um around about the start of the lockdown my wife and I fed one guy who dug in our trash for some food and um, yeah it escalated from there or it grew from there to where we're currently feeding between 40 and 50 people every Wednesday so we try and feed them at 11 Um, it just suits uh, our schedule or our lockdown schedule well and um, I want to invite you guys just to join us, come with us, send us a message. Even if you can't make that time slot, maybe you can go to the shops and just buy some food and we can make some packages. But the the actual invite I want to extend to you is come and get the experience, come and get the exposure. The need is massive. And then start something in your own community. Let's equip you, let's get you ready and let's mobilize you and send you out so that we can feed the people. This time in our nation is really tough, and the economic outcry is massive. These people who are really hungry. And let's be the hands and feet of Jesus in this time. So come, reach out to me, and we'll just equip you, and we'll send you into your community in the name of Jesus. I hope you enjoy today's message, and I'll see you soon. Okay, let's go and see.
0: In the last few weeks, we saw many lives being changed by the love of God, by delivering food parcels to them. But not only delivering food parcels, also by being there for them, by listening to them, by seeing their lives and by encouraging them, by praying for them and minister to them. And now there comes your opportunity. You have the chance to join us, I invite you to come with us while we go and distribute the food. Because I believe you are unique and you have this special gift which can match exactly to one person out there. And therefore it's so necessary that you come with us and that you give you part in that. So the, the program for next week, you'll find it here. And for the future, communicate in a whatsapp chat so if you want to become part of it if you want to join that whatsapp group send me a whatsapp text me and I will add you in this group and and then we'll communicate uh, for every future events on that group thank you
1: let's, let's go. go.
2: so I also would like to join in that invitation. Join Simon, join Christoph. It's take hands together as we distribute food amongst the needy. Perhaps you want to start a similar program in your area. I would love to speak to you, to connect with you, to help you in doing that. But for a start, let's take hands with those who already do. Let's learn from each other, and then we can grow from there. For today, the message that I want to just bring before us today is just for a moment to look at the internal working of the Holy Spirit. The little bit of what He does in us, not only focusing on what He does through us. I mentioned a little bit earlier that much of the literature, much of the teaching about the Holy Spirit today, much of our thinking about the Holy Spirit focuses on the gifts. I want us for a moment to focus on the fruit. Just outside of this room where I'm videoing from for us today, is a lemon tree. We love in our house making lemonade and eating lemon meringue, taking the fruit of those lemons and just enjoying them. But one of the amazing things about that lemon tree, it produces lemons. It doesn't produce plums. It doesn't produce oranges even. It produces lemons. And as long as it remains a healthy tree, it keeps producing lemons. The Holy Spirit and His fruit in, a, in our lives is similar to that. We don't have to try if we're filled with the Spirit, these things should be natural outflows, just simply of our being filled with the Spirit. And so I want us to look at this passage in Galatians chapter five. And we're almost going to start at the end, and I want us to read two verses there, and then we'll hop back to earlier in the passage and, and read just a little bit more. But I want us to focus on these gifts of the spirit. In verse in Galatians five, verse twenty two. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. I wonder when you think of the Holy Spirit normally, what is it that you think of? When you think of the working of the Spirit in your life, what is it that you think of? Do we jump to the gifts and those powerful manifestations and let's be hungry for them, let's desire, as the Scripture says, spiritual gifts? If you think of somebody being filled with the Holy Spirit, do we think of great anointing? Church history has taught us that people can be very powerful and moving in the Spirit, in that sense, anointed people of God with very bad characters and very little fruit. And yet I believe the Holy Spirit would have us be both anointed, gifted, laying on of hands, doing incredible work, prophesying, discerning spirits, bringing healing, acting out in faith, but also full of the fruit. Having the fruit just manifest, display themselves upon our lives. I want to read them for us again. And I wonder if we're growing in the Holy Spirit. Are we growing in these areas? If we're looking to the people around us and we're asking, who are the people around us who are filled with the Spirit, just as the church did in Acts chapter 5? Are these the criteria we are looking at? Are these the things that we're saying, Holy Spirit, I want to grow in these? I want to grow in love. Love. Such a powerful word, such a simple word. A word which we give so many different definitions, but simply, do we esteem others? Do we lift others up? Do we want to see others flourish and excel around us? Are we willing to give ourselves to make that happen? Do we care for others? Really care for them? Are we growing in that joy? The Holy Spirit brings joy. I'm so thankful that right from An early stage in my walk with Christ. God revealed this truth to me. That he wants me to be filled with joy. Joy. Smiling. Happy. Having a a state on the inside. Where I'm not upset at everything around me. But where I look around. And whatever my circumstance. I love the scripture which says. That it's joy unspeakable. That God pours into our hearts. May there be joy that manifests. May the Holy Spirit produce more. And more joy in every single circumstance. This lockdown, these last two months or however long it's been. If you think of your time, how much of it has been filled with joy? Joy when you even think of the challenges you face. Joy because the Holy Spirit is with you. A great companion of joy? Peace. Peace, the ability to be at rest, to know that God is in control, to know that perhaps the budget isn't working so well. Maybe I'm Panicking just a little bit about my children and their schooling or not? Worried about the realities of life? Or is there a peace that surpasses all understanding that guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus? The peace that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit being in my life? Patience. This is a hard one for all of us. Patience. The ability just slow down and, and not be rushed and not want to rush other people. Yes, there's a time we need to act and move quickly. I, I get all of that. But there's a time when our disposition on the inside is one where we're willing to be patient. It's one that I know I have to grow in a lot and I'm growing in hopefully all the time. Every time I'm at a teller, Every time I'm in traffic. Every time when I, I know that there's much to do and there's somebody else holding me up. Something isn't working the way I hope, I planned, I I thought it would work out. What is the fruit? What is it that comes out of me in that time? I hope and pray that it's patience and that that patience would continue to grow within my life. Kindness. Kindness. Kindness, Mm -hmm. which sometimes is evidenced simply in our verbal culture. Do we speak well, people? Do we speak nicely? Are we willing just to be nice, to be kind? To be kind when we can be kind. For no other reason than the Holy Spirit is producing that heart within us. Goodness. We spoke a little bit about distributing food earlier. Just doing good. Just being good. Something that the Holy Spirit would work in our lives is goodness. Doing good because we can. For no other reason than I can do this. I can do something not only nice, I can not only be friendly and kind about it, but I can be good. The Holy Spirit wants to work a disposition of goodness within us. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is not one that we often think of, but it's such an important character trait that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in your life. Faithfulness, that character trait that when I say something, I will do it. I will keep to my word. If I need to get up early in the morning, I will do that. If I need to stay up late, I will do that. I will be faithful. Not only will I be full of faith, but I will remain committed to that for which I have given my word. It's important for us there to be able to say no and not just to give our word for everything, but to remain faithful, trustable, dependable. I can count on you. The Holy Spirit makes you faithful. Gentleness. Gentleness goes along with our kindness and our goodness. Gentle. I remember a while ago having a a conversation with somebody and she said she finds it so hard to be around church people because she cannot be this angry woman that she wants to be. Moment of ministry to her. Why do you want to be this angry person? You know the Holy Spirit wants to work gentleness inside of you. That's the evidence of the Holy Spirit being within you, is a, an attitude, a disposition, a character of gentleness, softness. doesn't mean there aren't times when we are firm and strong. And it comes from a place of gentleness, self-control, self-control. Did you know that self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit? So often in ministry and counseling, we hear people say to us, I couldn't control myself in that moment obviously in love and grace but a a part of me just wants to jump out and say but can you just be filled with the spirit do you know if you are filled with the spirit the bible says you have not received a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind self control is part of the fruit of this book many years ago we were in a small group with some incredible people and I remember one discussion sort of vividly and we were talking about self control specifically to the marital context, and this one lady mentioned that for her, you know, for many of us, and kind of we know there's a red light, there's a green light, we can go, 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 and then there's an orange light, this warning light, and then the red, the angry, we lose our temper, we lose it with our partner, we act in a way that we're not proud of afterwards. And for her, she said, it doesn't quite work like that, it's green, 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 red, <laughs> You know, it's a moment where we can minister to one another and say, oh, I understand that we, that's where you're at. Those are the challenges you face. But do you know that the Holy Spirit wants to produce self-control within your life? Self-control. We're celebrating Pentecost today. We're thinking that the Holy Spirit was poured out into our lives. And yes, there's this supernatural manifestation that outflow. But there is so much that the Holy Spirit wants to do inwardly to us. And so I want us to read, as we begin to close, just a little bit of the context of these gifts. Because there are gifts that the Holy Spirit does not bring. I read during this coronavirus lockdown period, you know, with so many conspiracy theories doing the run and Ed Stetzer wrote a blog, I'm not sure if he borrowed a phrase from somebody, but the first time I read it, gullibility is not the fruit of the Spirit. As Christians, we shouldn't be gullible, we must... Mustn't just believe everything just because somebody posted it. Reinhard Bonker, the late Reinhard Bonker, great evangelist, he always used to say, Dignity is not a fruit of the Spirit. There are times when we need, in a sense, to be beside ourselves just in our boldness. But here in this passage, we're going to see there are a number of things that perhaps manifest in your life. I know some of them manifest in my life that are not fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to come and He wants to replace those fruits. He wants to take out these fruits that do not speak of Him. And if He is our guide, if we are to follow the Holy Spirit, there are some areas of behavior, some things that we do, even some things hidden within our character, that He would, in a sense, want to de-weed. He would want to come and prune those fruits. He would want to come and cut them away, so that this other fruit that we've just looked at, the fruit of the Spirit, can be even more prominent in our lives. So let's read just a couple of verses back, still in Galatians chapter 5, from verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And that's one of the reasons why the Christian life is different to the world. It's opposite to the world. Those in the world... They have no problem and, I guess, no reason why not to follow their sinful natures. They're not even aware that they're sinful. But when the Holy Spirit begins to work in our lives, we know that He convicts us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He comes to lead us into all truth. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear, sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures, isn't the world just covered in those and yet as believers our lives should look different be different heard today of a woman in our congregation, who in lockdown period moved to be closer to where her fiance is, made a very God given, spirit led decision I'm not going to move in with him. And so she's staying with the brother so she and the fiance can spend time together as far as possible. That is legal within this time, they can be closer to one another. And now they're saying, But how can we work a marriage within? the rules that we have within the regulations that we're living under because they want to be together. But being together without being married, it's sexually immoral. It's not right before God. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. As a matter of fact, it's explicitly a fruit of our sinful nature. The list carries on idolatry, sorcery, hostility. Perhaps you've never thought of a hostile nature being part of sinful nature a hostile nature the one where we want to push people away the one where there are these spikes that come from out of us the Bible says that that is not the work of the Holy Spirit in your life quarreling I had a wonderful chat to my daughters the other day trying to teach them that one person cannot fight that whenever there's a fight there's always two of them that are involved it's impossible for one of them to fight with any of the others without at least one of the other's involvement. There has to be a reciprocal behavior and quarreling. The Bible says that if you're argumentative in that nature, not talking about healthy debate, constructive conversation where everybody leaves edified and built up, no quarreling. The Bible says that's not a fruit of the spirit. Jealousy. Jealousy Love is not jealous. The fruit of the Spirit does not lead us in jealousy, outbursts of anger. We live in a time where so many different angles, political arguments are pushing us towards rage, towards outbursts of anger. Many of those outbursts of anger are rooted in hurt. There is so much hurt in the world today. That hurt is real. We're in a broken, broken world and We need Jesus as much as ever to bring healing. To bring healing to our brokenness, to bring healing to our hurt. What we don't need are Christians to give in to our sinful nature, into outbursts of rage. Following the news in so many different places in the world, these outbursts of rage and riot and protests all across the globe. You know, as Christians, we need to understand that God has not called us to that. He's called us to bold. He's called us to be reformers. Yes, to engage with authorities in the correct way. But outbursts of anger, whether individually or as a group, it's not a fruit of the spirit. Selfish ambition, selfish ambition, just wanting my own exaltation, my own lifting up, dissension. Once again, we live in a time where it's so easy to dissent against the governing authorities. So easy to say, but I don't like what the authorities are saying, so I'm not going to follow that. I don't agree with an authority, so I'm not going to listen to them. The Bible calls that dissension, and it says that's a fruit of an evil, sinful nature. Division. Bringing disunity amongst people. Causing people to fight amongst themselves, to argue amongst themselves. Bringing division and having division in our heart, that's a sinful nature. Envy, similar to jealousy. Obviously, the object of envy and jealousy are slightly different. But envy, looking at others and saying, I want what you have. Drunkenness, alcohol abuse. I believe liquor stores are opening again this week. We're going to see people running to those liquor stores saying, I haven't been drunk in so long. The Bible says clearly, do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You don't need to be drunk as a believer. You don't need to have alcohol. If you need alcohol within your life to have joy, a great moment is to step back and to say, Holy Spirit, I want the joy of you in my life. Not joy of some artificial substance. There's a deeper joy and peace that comes from knowing the Holy Spirit. Wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And here, once again, this is not written by Paul as a, a judgment, not saying that if you have these things in your life, you are doomed. No, it's an invitation to step out, to come out, that there is better, there is more. That the Holy Spirit wants to produce fruit in your life. Be filled with the Spirit and allow Him to produce these fruit in your lives in the same way that this lemon tree outside produces lemons out of its very nature. And then, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Did you know the Holy Spirit wants to lead you in every part of your life? There is no part of your life, no area in your life the Spirit doesn't want to lead Perhaps in your life there are some doors that you've closed and Holy Spirit that this is not the place for you. He's knocking on those doors even today. Pentecost as he wants to pour himself up, pour himself out anew over our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. And so this morning today I'd like to take a moment to pray for us, to pray for you, to pray for me. To pray that the Holy Spirit again would fill us, would renew us, would cause His fruit to manifest all around us, that people around us, those who are believers and those who are not believers, they would say there is something different about this person. And that difference, they are full with the Spirit of the living God. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank You today that You sent Your Spirit, that You said it is better for You to go away Because if you do not go away, you cannot send your spirit. And so today, send your spirit, even as we remember Pentecost. Come and fill us in you. Come and pour out the supernatural, the gifts, the signs, the wonders. God, we are hungry for those. But Lord, we are also hungry for the internal change that you bring. Lord, we are hungry that you would bring fruit in our lives. Fruit that testifies of your goodness. Fruit that testifies of your being alive joy, peace, love, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Come and fill us with those, Lord. Cause them to flow through our lives and from our lives. God, we bring every one of the fruit of our sinful natures, Lord. We lay them before you, those we struggle with and We say, God, would you give us strength in them? Holy Spirit, would you be that perfect gardener come and prune that fruit of our lives or God come and pull out the roots even that those fruits may not continue to manifest would you cause your fruit to supersede to be stronger to produce abundantly in our lives for your name and for your glory Amen thank you so much for joining us today thank you for praying with us if you have a prayer request Or specifically, if you're listening to this and you're saying, Philippa, I would love to follow Jesus. I need somebody to take me by the hand, to walk with me, to help me to grow in my relationship with Jesus. You can go on to the link that's right at the bottom of the screen now. It's also in the description at the end of this video clip. And we'd love to have you sign up there. Give us your details. We want to contact you. We want to pray for you. We want to help you grow. God bless you. and May you continue to celebrate this day of Pentecost. The Spirit with us.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and his glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012. Email us Pretoria at ShofaOnline.org Browse our website www.shofaonline.org Or like us on facebook.com forward slash Shofa Pretoria